Welcome to the Facts Are What Matter podcast, where we discuss the lies, the myths, and the propaganda being promoted by the media and society. Let's all be informed, not uninformed, or even worse, misinformed. Here we go. Welcome to the Facts Are What Matter. I'm your host, Dave Swinford, and in this episode, we will explore the facts on the effectiveness of masks. So before we get started, let me say that one of my motivations for starting this podcast was to educate the listeners and supply you with information that you can use to counter the immense information that's promoted by the media and the politicians, which are basically the same thing these days. They just cycle in and out of the media to political appointments and back and forth. You can look on either side, either CNN or Fox, you'll see that happening. Some key principles I've always remind myself of and I want to pass along to you. And I don't know where I picked this up. Maybe I made it up. Maybe I heard my grandmother say it is um, lie a little, lie a lot. So when someone is willing to lie or withhold key facts a little bit to get their way, they're usually willing to lie a lot to get the outcome they want. If they're willing to tell a few small lies, then what's stopping them from telling a lot of lies or a really, really big lie? The second one is, and this is not new, follow the money. It's always about the money. You can replace the word money with power or greed or maybe even sex. This isn't a new principle. It's easy to forget, though, sometimes the underlying motivation for the media and the politicians is always power and money, which are pretty much the same thing. I encourage you to share what you know is the truth, call out the lies and the misconceptions when you see them, and educate your friends and family with the facts in as gentle and a kind of way as you can. They may be spending way too much time watching mainstream media. Now let's get started. So I'm going to talk about the effectiveness of the mask, and we're going to make three arguments about that. So the first argument is, and I'm an engineer. I've been an engineer, I think, since birth. But So I, early on, I plotted these things. I looked up the size of a virus and a bacteria and, and water droplets. And so the size of a virus in around the gaps of a mask are insane. So a virus, this virus, is about 0.1 microns, maybe 1.2, something like that. A bacteria, and a bacteria ranges, there's a big range in sizes of a bacteria, of course, but a bacteria is about 10 times that, or one micron, and, and even larger. A water molecule, one H2O molecule, is five times the size of a bacteria, or five microns. So a water molecule, one H2O water molecule, is 50 times the size of a virus. So you plot it on paper, and you kind of kind of put it on scale and trying to figure out what that really looks like. So let's just say a virus, and you scale it to, the, to it being two millimeters, or a really thick line on a piece of paper, or a big dot on a piece of paper maybe one sixteenth of an inch, something like that. A bacteria would be about the size of a nickel. And one single water molecule would be about the size of a kid's of a, of a small softball, a kid's softball, or, or or an orange, something like a size of an orange. So you think about that. There's videos on the internet of people 
breathing around cloth masks. They vape and they breathe out or they're in cold weather. And you see them, you see all this, all these clouds come out around these masks and they try different kinds of masks. Those are water, that's water vapor. That's water vapor, just like the fog would be or a cloud would be. So that's water vapor coming out of your mouth around the edges of your mask. And there's millions and millions and millions of molecules of water vapor that come out around those masks. Yeah, it's not stopping anything. And what they've known for some time now, probably since, oh, early spring of 2020, that this virus really exists as an aerosol in the air. So you think about it as a fog, like when you get up on a foggy morning, and that's kind of what happens with this aerosol effect of this virus. So if you're in a room with somebody or somebody's in an elevator or in a house with somebody and they're breathing in and out, there's this big fog that you can't see of virus particles hanging in the air on water vapor. So again, we said water vapor is about the size of, of what, five microns, five micrometers teeny tiny. And at that level, it just hangs in the air for a long, long time. It doesn't fall. If you have spittle or you, or you, you know, spit when you talk or you sneeze, those, those things fall out of the air and hit the ground or hit the, hit the couch or whatever. That's not like an aerosol. So there's a really good article on uh, rationalground.com. And uh, actually, actually, this is really recent. It's from 531.21. And it says, Why Don't Face Masks Work? And it's by Michael Beatrice, B-E-T-R-U-S. And that's rationalground.com slash why-don't-face-mask-work. So if you want to go look it up. In this article, it discusses all this. It discusses the size of a virus, and it references a Lancet article, and it discusses the aerosol effect. And it's the, and it, what it says in this article is that it's the small particles that are 6 to 12 microns. Again, that's like 1 to 2 water molecule sizes that hang in the air basically indefinitely, and, the, and they deposit, because you breathe them in, they deposit in the airways of the head and neck. The larger, larger particles like spit and spray from your mouth and nose, which would be stopped by any kind of mask, would fall to the ground and stick on the ground. In this article, it also says that the pore size of a cloth, ma cloth mask ranges between 80 to 500 microns, micrometers. So again, we said one water molecule was 5 microns, one virus molecule was 0 0.1 microns. So many, many, many virus particles could be on one water molecule. And 80 to 500 microns, micrometers, is the size of the gaps just between the fibers in a cloth mask. So there, there's also a figure in this article, which is interesting, and it shows that 
most of the the aerosol particles that you that when you exhale, eighty percent, eighty-seven percent of those exhale particles from your breath are less than one micron in size. And I know this is really technical, but but basically they they are they are the size of a water molecule or less coming out of your mouth as you breathe. So th- this this article says. Um, a, a, it's this is from an article. Um, this article I'm reading from references another article which is called "Optical Microscopic Study of Surface Morphology and Filtering Efficiency of Face Mask." It was published in June 2020. Again, that's in the heart of when all this COVID stuff was going on. June of 2020 in the National Center for Biotechnology Information and filed in the National Institutes of Health Laboratory, uh, Library, sorry. In this study, they found that the pore size of masks covered between 80 80 to 500 times larger than a SARS-CoV-2 aerosol particle. 80, so the gap, the little gaps in the fibers in any of these masks were 80 to 500 times larger than the SARS-CoV-2. So it's like that meme that goes around the internet that shows a, a fence and it talks about a mosquito flying through the fence. That is a that is not an exaggeration. Now also, as we think about it, there's a large variance of materials that people have used for masks. And there's lots of differences in the density of the fiber and the mesh and all that kind of stuff matters. And how many layers matters. Was it an N95 versus a cotton mask versus a paper surgical mask? All those things matter with how much escapes around the edges. And of course, the fit's probably more important than, than almost than anything. Do they wear them properly? Are they completely sealed around the no- nose and the chin? Oh, yeah, what if you had a big bushy beard, like a guy has a big bushy beard? I've seen people wearing masks with big bushy beards, and they made really good, you know, they really were diligent about putting it around their nose, but they had this giant beard underneath and around the edges and around their chin, and you had to think, gee, how much came out around the side of that mask and around the chin of that mask, right? So, you know, some... I always like to ask these questions when I, when people are telling me stuff and I'm like, does that make sense or not? So if a simple cloth or surgical mask was sufficient, then why, why do the healthcare workers and lab workers wear these respirator masks and these bunny suits, right? Why, why do they wear bunny, why, why do they wear these special headgear and bunny suits and you know, blow it forced air when they're removing asbestos out of buildings. If a simple cloth mask will stop stop a virus, it will certainly stop asbestos, which is a much larger fiber than a virus. So that's my first argument. The first argument is it just doesn't make sense. Second argument. So if you take any plot of the COVID case counts versus the date, right? So, you know, where 
where the where the case count is on the vertical axis and the dates on the horizontal axis. And you look at any state, and again, actually that that uh, rationalground.com has a bunch of those. If you dig around in there, they show a bunch of different states, and they can show you where the mask mandates went on and off. You can't if if I didn't tell you where the mask mandates were. I guarantee you, you could not guess where they went into effect. There wasn't a significant change in most cases. And in most cases, they went up. They went up. You look at states like California, and they've had mask mandates for a year, and it hasn't slowed anything down. And you you compare, like, Florida to South Alabama. And Alabama had a mask mandate at one point. Florida never had one. Of course, some of those were by county and by by city, so you had to kind of look at that. But um, I'd seen some comparison last year where they took the Panhandle of Florida and the in South Alabama, where they basically border each other, and they saw no difference. So, you know, I I don't know about where you live or what you saw, but everybody I saw say in the in the uh, winter time frame. They were diligent about wearing masks all the way through about March or April of 2021. I saw people diligently wearing masks when I went out and it didn't change anything. People were still, cases were still going up in the winter. People were still getting sick. People still dying. So if you want to make a claim, you know, know, the the other argument I hear is people say, well, people didn't wear the mask correctly or they used the wrong type of mask. Well, then you also have to say that you have to follow up. The masks don't work because if people are not capable of wearing them correctly for long periods of time and for long term, then it's not an effective strategy. So you can't say, well, they didn't wear them correctly because they tried. It's just not effective. It's not an effective way for the general population to, to do it. And, of course, to go back to the first argument, The holes are too big anyways. So that leads us to the third argument. And, of course, the third argument is scientific studies. And they were done before and after COVID. And and they've all showed, you know, if you dig around for a study, I'm sure you'll find one that meets what you want it to say. But... Early on in COVID, I read a bunch of articles, and I found them on the internet, read them, and some of these went back to the early 2000s, and they basically said that masks were not effective for viruses. They were minimally effective for bacteria. They were really only suggested for surgery because of surgeons and healthcare professionals leaning over open wounds with their mouth and nose. Right, so you're talking, and you got, and you, so basically you're spraying sometimes when you talk, and it gets in the wound. It was not, it was not to stop a virus, and it was not to stop a bacteria for that matter. It was just to stop spittle from getting in an open wound. So those studies were out there, and then when all this stuff, when the mass controversy hit, they disappeared. They were easy to find, but then they were removed or they were placed behind a firewall or paywall. 
So there's a, another good place to go look. Uh, there's a lot of good studies on uh, this uh, Swiss Policy Research Organization website. It's swprs.org slash, there's a face-mask-evidence. So there's a bunch of stuff on there on face masks, and there's a bunch of stuff in there, and they and they cite all the papers that they're referencing in that on that website. I don't know if it's actually in Switzerland. I don't know where it's it is. There's, um, but they at least cite the references that they're using in these things. And there's in this there's a bunch of different, um, a bunch of different languages they have it in, and it's definitely probably not from the U.S. because I think it comes up in German and you have to click on the little thing that says English. So anyways, on the Swiss Policy Research website, there's a May 2020 article that said CDC found face masks had no effect. And of course, the big one that everyone in the media and in the and the administrations blew, blew right through was a big Danish study. And the, there's a Danish randomized controlled trial where they looked at 4,862 people and they assigned them to either a mass group or a control group. And they looked at this through time. And the conclusion with this was the recommendation to wear surgical masks to supplement other health measures did not reduce the SARS-CoV-2 infection rate among wearers by more than 50% in a community with modest infection rates, with some degree of social distancing and uncommon general mask use. The data were compatible with lesser degrees of self-protection. And then elsewhere it said, although the difference observed was not statistically significant, the 95% confidence intervals were compatible with a 46% reduction to a 23% increase in infection. So basically it spanned from 46% reduction to an increase of 30, 23%. So it was inconclusive. And that was a pretty big study. And it was mentioned. I, I think I probably saw it. I may have heard it mentioned on Fox News. But nobody was willing to give it the time of day and to act on something like that. There was a July 2020 review by the Oxford Center for Evidence-Based Medicine, and it found there was no evidence for the effectiveness of face masks against virus infection or transmission. And then there was a 2015 study in the British medical journal, BMJ Open, it found that cloth masks were penetrated by 97% of particles and may increase the infection risk by retaining moisture or repeated use. There, it said there's an increasing evidence, and I think this may have been in the, in the Swiss Policy Research Organization website. So there's an increasing evidence that the novel coronavirus is transmitted at least indoor settings, not only by droplets, but also by smaller aerosols. And that's what we said early on, right? These small, small, tiny aerosols that are so small, they go right through these masks. However, due to their large pore size and pore fit, most masks cannot filter out aerosols. And there's a really good video of, that, of this guy trying different masks, and 
he breathes in from a vaping um, pipe, and puts his mask on, and he blows out, and you see all these different clouds that come out. Um, anyways, most masks cannot filter out aerosols. Over 90% of aerosols penetrate or bypass the mask and fill a medium-sized room within minutes. And there was a, this video was by a Dr. Theodore Noel, N-O-E-L, just like the Christmas Carol. And, and it, it's a pretty convincing video. And I, I encourage everyone to go try to look it up on the Internet and see what it looks like. And where he uses this vaping pipe and aerosols go around it. And, uh, and again, remember those, those clouds coming out are really water vapor. And that single water vapor molecule is 50 times, si 50 times greater than the, that of the virus. So I also found another article on townhall.com. And this was, uh, this is a recent article. This is from just a week or so ago from May 26, 2021. It said, masks didn't slow COVID spread new study. And that's at townhall.com. Um, and you can just go look under new study refutes Fauci efficiency of mask mandates. Um, and it cites the university of Louisville study. And the key takeaways, a few key takeaways in this study, in this, uh, in this study said, mandates induce greater mass compliance. They did not predict lower growth rates when community spread was low or high. Also, it said mask mandates and use are not associated with lower SARS-CoV-2 spread among U.S. states. And it said, our findings do not support the hypothesis that SARS-CoV-2 transmission rates decrease with greater public mask use. Masks may promote social cohesion as rallying symbols during a pandemic, but risk compensation can also occur. And the CDC guidance said that studies show that masks reduce the spray of droplets when worn over the nose and mouth. Again, the spray of droplets. To kind of sum all this stuff up, masks are not effective against the transmission of a virus, period. Never going to happen. Masks have never worked, and every healthcare policymaker knows it. They know it. And certainly Dr. Fauci, the Surgeon, the surgeon General, the CDC, even your local hospital staff should have known that. If they don't know it, they're either incompetent or they need to be dismissed because they're lying to you. In fact, just today, we see all these emails released from BuzzFeed.com Freedom of Information Act request. They, they dug up all these emails from Dr. Fauci, and he knew that, and he stated it in these emails way, way back in 2020, in February or March of 2020, early, early in the outbreak, he knew, he knew that these masks did nothing other than stop someone who was infected from sneezing on somebody for basically. So there you go. Masks don't work. They've never worked. You've been lied to for a year. It's, it's, they're using it as a, what, what are they saying here? A rallying, rallying symbol during a pandemic. Masks may promote social cohesion as rallying symbols. They've sold it to you as you have to care about other people, so that's why you wear a mask. 
It's not to protect you, it's to protect them because you might be asymptomatic. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. A mask is not, not, not going to stop a virus coming in or going out. So there you have it. The facts on masks and COVID-19. Now you know the facts and that your policymakers and the media have been lying to you all along. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, the facts are what matter. Thanks for listening to the Facts Are What Matter podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to catch our future episodes.